You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. Even when we win, it's just a matter of time before we give it all back. This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Yo, Nate, people have been asking me all week, Jeff, who do you have winning your bracket? And I've tried to avoid putting my neck out there because... I'm a college basketball noob, if I'm being frank, but you and my other friend here are sharp. I got two homies to help me break down the 2022 NCAA tournament. The sharper co-host of this podcast, Nathan Beagle, a.k.a. Nate Dog. Say what up, Nate. What's up? What's up? Yeah, I was seeing on Twitter all day, people are like, Jeff, what, what's your pick? Are, are you good at NCAA? And honestly, I appreciate that you were honest with them. You were like, hey, not the strength. No, no, I spend all my time in the NBA and I've really taken to golf recently. So uh, my bandwidth is pretty limited. I did dive deep into this NCAA tournament and I got some best bets. I got some winners. Hopefully I can bring the listeners some money. But let me uh, introduce our guest making her bet slipping podcast debut. Yahoo Sports' Ariel Epstein, a.k.a. the Prop Queen. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, you guys crush it. So let's get ready for some March Madness and make some money. Absolutely. Real quick, I actually gave out as a prop. I very rarely give out player props. I gave out Devin Booker over 27 and a half points tonight. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Ooh, um, you know, it's. I'd have to take a look at all his numbers. He usually is one of the players that your numbers are always going to be oversaturated on, but... I definitely could see uh, that. Ha- I mean, I don't like to tell people not to place their bets. I know some people will ask you to come on to podcasts and they'll ask your opinion. There's nothing I hate more than giving out a bet and someone telling me that it's a bad bet or that they wouldn't bet it. They don't like it. And then it hits. So I'm going to stay away from giving <laughs> you any advice to stay away from a bet you already placed. Good luck to Devin Booker tonight. Fair enough. It sounds like Devin Booker is going up Shit's Creek without a paddle. I could pick up your uh, your sentiment, your vibe. Uh, before we get into the handicapping, just kind of table setters here. We're going to go by region by region. Uh, obviously, give out our best bets or values to win said region. We'll talk about any long shots we like. Uh, obviously, touch on the favorites and any uh, first-round games we like. Um, the, the odds that me and Nathan will be giving out are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader that's live and now. New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Tipico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at USA Today Bet.com slash podcast. That's USA Today Bet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game. So please see website their website for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler for New Jersey and 1 800 522 4700 for Colorado. Okay, so let's start off in the West region where the number one seed is. Let me get to my bracket real quick. Gonzaga Bulldogs are the number one seed in the entire tournament, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, and uh, the, the the two seed over here is Duke, Coach K's last season. 
Um, and we have a one of the first four playing games featuring Rutgers and um, Notre Dame, I believe, in this conference as well. So I'll turn it over to you, Ariel, first. Ariel, excuse me. Um, who, where do you see value in this region? Or I don't know. Take it away. How, however, you want to attack this uh, region. Let us know. I see zero value in the number one seed, Gonzaga. You are laying. You are laying juice for a team to win a region. That's insane. This is there's so much that happens in March Madness. Please don't lay juice on a team to win a region. I really like Texas Tech. They're at five to one plus five fifty wherever you get it. They're the number one defense in the country. And what do we know? Defenses win championships. The head coach of Texas Tech, Mark Adams, was really the brains behind this defense last year. Now, he was the assistant coach last season. It's his first year as the head coach of this team. Chris Beard was there for forever. He went to Texas, but it really was Mark Adams. And that's why this Texas Tech team hasn't been any different when looking at what's different from last year to this year. It's not much because their defense is so good. Definitely take a look at Texas Tech at 5-1 to one or plus 550 to win the West. Damn it. I'm on the same side as you. All right, Nate, break it up because I'm going to also tout Texas Tech here. Who who do you like in the West region? Do you see any value or are you Guys, just going to go chalk? Many, uh, many different answers here. I have a whole like page on why I love Texas Tech. <laughs> All right, great. Um, so they're a good tournament of, team. On top of what she already said, they were a, a, a Big 12 best nine and two against the spread against ranked opponents. In my personal opinion, the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. They placed two number one seeds. Kansas is the real deal with Remy Martin back. Um, and Texas Tech, they they played them well in the conference championship. I there's nothing about the Red Raiders I don't like. Top 20 strength of schedule. They're tested, they're physical. They had a they held Big 12 opponents to a conference low 39% from the field. And again, that includes Iowa State, uh, a ton of ranked teams, a ton of high seeds. Uh, and on top of that, uh, I don't I don't think Duke is a great two seed, and I don't think Gonzaga has necessarily been as dominant as they looked a season ago. I'm not the biggest Chet Holgram fan. And uh, Texas Tech is deep, is deep. They're physical, and at five to one, I love it. So I'm, I'm with you there, and then we can get uh, Jeff to see if he adds anything to that, to that take. <laughs> yeah, well, I agree that Duke is a week two seed. They obviously don't have a lot of experience. I think Coach K is an overrated coach at this point. He's great at recruiting, but like in-game hard, management, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, and to kind of add on to Ariel's point about Mark Adams, this feel there, this is like has a bit of a feel good story. You know what I mean? Like the coach that's left remaining from the coaching staff after Chris Beard was poached by in-state rival Texas. This team has continued to, I guess, carry on the the performance and the uh, um, the the standard that Chris Beard kind of set there in his successful stint in Texas Tech, and we've seen head coaches in their first or second year take existing rosters deep into the tournament. This is dating me, showing my age, but Tubby Smith won with Kentucky in 98 with pretty much a Rick Pitino team, and Kevin Ollie won with UConn in 2014 in his second year there with pretty much a Jim Calhoun team. I'm with you guys on Gonzaga. I'm always looking to fade Gonzaga because I don't know who they ever play. Um, and, you know, I... They they typically underperform in the in the uh, tournament, obviously not counting last year. So, 
Texas Tech plus 500 is actually my pick to win the West, and it is my uh, favorite value play. I do like a game. I like every game in one of these regions uh, in the first round of each region. Do either one of you guys have a play in any game in the West region or any other notes to add or betting insight to add to the West? Ariel, Uh, you start. Sorry. Okay. Um, Out of the West, I do have, let me see. Uh, No, just kidding. I have Virginia Tech, not Texas Tech. So no, nothing yet Um, from a betting perspective. No. Okay. I was looking, I'm still like trying to memorize the bracket pretty well. Um, So no, not the West. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, any any game uh, games you're looking at here in the first round in the West? Because I have one that I like. I was talking. Uh, to you. I was talking to you, Nate. Sorry. Sorry. Oh shoot, my bad. Um, so I've been looking at a lot of these trends, and a lot of times I think uh, popular teams are getting a lot of love in the betting market, and um, some of them seem a bit, I want to say, overrated. So you're seeing teams like Providence, Providence and South Dakota State. I mean, that's only a 1.5, 1.5 spread game, whereas you have a four versus a 13. Sure, it's justified, but South Dakota State's getting a lot of love. Same with Virginia Tech. Same with uh, Colgate. So some of these smaller teams are getting some love. I want to go to Boise State versus Memphis. Boise State's the higher seed. Boise State's ranked Ken Palm higher. They have a top 20 Ken Palm defense, and they're plus 120 on the money line. And I like plus 120. Memphis has a lot of bad losses, and they've been awful away from home. So Memphis was 13-2 and two at home, but they were 8-8 eight and eight on either neutral or road territories. And they're recently coming off an 18-point loss to Houston, who's still without its best player. So I'll take Boise State. They've, they've had a, consist, a consistent season, and they're, I mean, they're 27-7. and seven. Uh, They're coming off a conference championship. They beat uh, they beat two teams to get to the conference championship that are both in the tournament, Wyoming and San Diego State. So I'll take them to at least win that game. I don't I don't think Memphis is that good and Memphis is getting bought up like they're some superior side. Gotcha. And to speed this along, I'm taking 10 seed Davidson over 17 Michigan State. Hey, Ariel, where did you go to college? Syracuse. Okay, cool. So, all right, we're not going to run any beef here because I'm going to tear down the Big Ten as often as I can in this podcast. I can't stand that conference. I'll take 10 seed Davidson over Michigan State. Uh, They have a much higher shot quality differential according to shotquality.com. They shoot the ball really well, 14th in effective field goal percentage, 8th in three-point percentage Davidson is. And Davidson has a strength on weakness edge and ball security. They have a plus 2.1 turnover turnover. uh, rate differential, whereas Michigan State is just very clumsy with the ball. They have a minus 3.9 turnover differential rate. Uh, Davidson's also been hit by sharp line movement. They started out as a plus two uh, underdog, and they're down to plus one, and I'll probably get to a pick them by the time that game tips off. So I'll go with Davidson as a 10 seed over Michigan State. That I think wraps up our Western uh, our West region coverage. Let's go over to the East here where the number one seed and defending champion uh, Baylor bears uh, are looking to, to go back to back for the first time since the Florida did it 15 years ago. No defending champion has actually made it past the sweet 16 um, since Florida went back to back 15 years ago. They lost four players from their last year's title team, uh, four players from their starting five of last year's title team. But they really <laughs> killed it in the Big 12. Uh, their advance in uh, efficiency is kind of through the roof. So, uh, Ariel, first starting with you, do you uh, how do you feel about Baylor here, or, or who do you like coming out of the West, East region? Excuse me. 
I'm really concerned for Baylor. They have had so many injuries. It's a miracle that they're still a one seed. Their best player, LJ Cryer, has been out the entire second half. I won't be surprised if they win, but they're tired. And they're two point guards, James Aiken, Joe, and Adam Flag- Adam Flagler. Like, they just they're going to be on the floor the entire time. And that scares me for a team that just doesn't really have any other depth that you have to keep your players out there too long. So that's why I'm looking to teams that may have depth or have some experience. And there is some value out there in the East. I'm looking to someone like Kentucky. They are very deep this year. Now, usually the head coach of Kentucky, John Calipari, his teams are all freshmen. This year, it's really different. They're not. They're experienced. They're deep on the bench. They have nine to ten players that they could rotate around and all start play, etc. I mean, this team is deep and they're experienced. So I like Kentucky. I also have to mention, don't sleep on UCLA. This is the same exact team that lost in the final four last year. The team hasn't changed under their head coach, McCronin, who's a great coach. They went all the way from a play-in game to the final four. Now you have experienced the same exact players and you're back for another season, the second straight year. Don't sleep on UCLA. I have them going pretty deep in my bracket. I actually have UCLA making it inside the Elite Eight this year. Right on. I got UCLA winning the whole thing. I'll talk about that in a second. Where? Uh, how do you? How are you sizing up the West, Nate? Yeah, I have I have UCLA here as well. I'm a I'm a kind of big Ken Palm guy. Um, they rank number eight. They're number four seed. Obviously, they have experience. They have upside wins over top teams like Arizona. They should have won the Pac-12. They were up 12 in the second half. Uh, they just need a little better leadership there, shot making. I think they got a bad bad ranking due to some some injuries and some losses in the middle of the season. I know Juzang missed some games. So all five starters are juniors or seniors, and they're one of only four Ken Palm teams with efficiencies in the top offensive and defensive in the top 15. There's nothing I don't like about them. I, I just really love the leadership. I think more inexperienced teams could struggle. And the reason I don't, one reason why I don't love Kentucky is their shooting. Uh, I actually plan on going to Indy for the Kentucky matchup, but I think their shooting really worries me. They don't have a ton of like three point shooters. So we'll see how far that takes them. They'll have size advantage on anyone. So I do like that aspect of it, but I like UCLA too much experience for me, but again, it's, it's a hard region. There's a lot of good teams in that one. Yeah, I like UCLA plus 400 to make it out of the East. I like them uh, plus 2,000 to win the tournament outright. Like Ariel and and Nate were saying, they returned a whole bunch of scoring from last year, at least according to sports reference, 93% of their scoring from last year's Final Four team returned. Also, this is um, I I heard this in the Beating the Book podcast hosted by Vison's Gil Alexander, but there's a six characteristic criteria of the champions for most of the champions for the last two to three decades. Um, that's having more assists and turnovers, a coach with a sweet 16 appearance, three wins in the top 10% of the RPI, top 75 uh, strength of schedule by BPI, top 20 and adjusted offensive efficiency by Ken Palm and top 20 and adjusted defensive efficiency by Ken Palm. The only two teams in this tournament that's checked those boxes are Baylor and UCLA. I think Ariel's concerns about Baylor are very, um, uh, very accurate and, and very fitting. And that's kind of why I'm looking to fade Baylor. And I think UCLA can take him down. I think in the sweet 16 is the earliest they would meet. 
Um, so I'm looking at UCLA for all the reasons that you guys already gave, plus whatever I added. The one game that I'm looking to bet in the first round of the East is the eight versus nine seed. I'm going against a, a Big East team in Marquette. I, I went to St. John's University, so you know I love the Big East, Nate. But I'm taking UNC, the eight seed. Uh, because basketball is about getting possession, especially college basketball. And UNC has a higher turnover rate differential, and they have a plus 7.6 rebound per game differential, whereas Marquette has a minus 4.1 rebound game uh, by uh, per game differential. Excuse me. Uh, UNC has been steamed up to a four-point favorite, which is pretty high, right? Especially for a first-round game between an eight and a nine seed. So that's what I think why a lot of people are going to be gravitating to a nine seed getting four points. Um, but the the sharp money is on UNC here. And the reason or the way you cover by margin in college tournament games is by free throw shooting. UNC's 10th in defensive free throw uh, attempt rate. So they keep their opponent off the free throw line and they're 21st in free throw uh, percentage. So they can hit their free throws. I'll go UNC over Marquette laying the points in the first round of the East. Do either one of you guys have any Eastern region notes or can yeah, we move I do, on? Oh, keep, I'm I do sorry, have Virginia Tech. I took them at two and a half on Sunday right after selection Sunday came out and that line's already moved to one and a half on Virginia Tech over Texas. Virginia Tech's playing their best basketball right now. And the way that I approach March Madness is by playing any team that's playing their best basketball of the season. Virginia Tech just won the ACC tournament over Duke. There was all this hype about Duke and last year of Coach K. The players all excited about it. They just lost to UNC in their own home arena. And now they're out for blood in the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech didn't care. Virginia Tech still whooped Duke at the ACC tournament. And it's because Coach Mike Young focuses on defense. And he focuses in defense in transition points. And that's how he's going to match up well with Texas. Now, Texas was supposed to have all these high expectations with Chris Beard coming in. It's just the same old cursed Texas team. I'm looking at Virginia Tech taking the points, potentially winning it outright. All righty. Nate, do you have anything to add to the East? Any uh, first-round breakdowns? It'll be funny how we look back on this one because I think we're a little opposite on this because I like Texas in that matchup. That was one of the ones I favored just because all season long, A, I love Big 12 teams. It's going to be a reoccurring theme. B, their defense is the sixth best, ninth best. They they give up under 60 points per game. And I do understand when a team beats Duke, when a team gets hot like that in March, you do love them. I mean, it was the same with UCLA last year. I'm just concerned that I, I don't know how to say his name. Kator, Hunter, I believe his name, Hunter Kator. He had 31 on seven of nine shooting. And on the season, he's only shooting 43%. I, I'm going to have to see... Uh, Virginia Tech to believe it. I think buying, I think getting them at 1.5. I feel like that's a little steep for a uh, 6'11. Obviously, the seeds don't matter, but kind of what Texas has shown defensively. I would like to see if they keep it up, but I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna bet that they do not. Hey, Ariel, real quick, you got it at two and a half. So you got sick closing line value. That's awesome. Would you still play it at one and a half, though? Yeah. I mean, I would okay. even consider taking money line on uh, Virginia Tech in this spot. I know that we're on opposite sides, but I did think uh, and, and I was looking at the market, too. And this is why on Sunday I ended up grabbing the two and a half because I saw a lot of other books already at a one, one and a half. When those lines came out, there was one book left that had a two and a half. So I went out and grabbed it. 
just because a lot of market movement was showing that it was going to move anyway. But I also just like the way that Virginia Tech's been playing and not being phased by these top-notch teams, especially with so many storylines like it was against Duke. Go take a team that's really hot right now. Damn, yeah. that was a sharp back and forth right there. I am pumped up for March Madness. Let's go. Nate, do you have a final rebuttal? The truth is no one knows anything. There's a reason that it's called March Madness. And uh, that's where I always like to say to people, you know, like we're going to have a good time. March Madness is a lot of fun to bet. But at the end of the day, none of us really know <laughs> what's going to happen with these upsets. It's just about getting good value and trying to make smart bets, just like any other main event like the Super Bowl. This is exactly uh, what you're going to be seeing. And that's why the first couple of rounds are so fun, though, because there's so many games. So you can find those edges as these games get closer and closer to the championship. Then it's going to be even sharper and sharper. So enjoy these first two weeks because it is where you can find the most value in the tournament. Yep. All righty, let's go over to the South region um, where this is probably the most competitive region on the in the bracket, right? Um, Arizona is the one seed. You all who won the Pac-12, you got Big East winner Villanova in there. You got SEC champion, I believe Tennessee in there. Mm-hmm. Loyola Chicago has went deep a few times. Illinois has been a team people have been excited about. Houston won the American Conference, I believe. Um, we'll go over to you first, Ariel. How do you, uh, how are you handicapping the South region? This one is tough to make a choice because the South has like Arizona to me overrated, but then you look at Tennessee who just played amazing in the sec tournament, winning it head coach, Rick Brown, Rick Barnes hasn't brought a team to the final four since 2003. This year just looks different. A lot of players can shoot the ball. So five to one to come out of the South's good value. I also looked to Houston. Um, because Houston matches up well with Arizona. They're going to face them in the Sweet 16 if they both get there. And Houston was in the Final Four last year, and they're another team that's coached up really well by Kelvin Sampson. The kids can play defense, and they shoot the ball. They beat Memphis by 18 in the conference tournament. Someone that, you know, Memphis, we were talking about before, people were so high on Memphis. Everyone was betting Memphis, and then Houston ends up beating them in the conference championship. Then there's just one more note. Don't count out Villanova. They still have a lot of experience. Their head coach, Jay Wright's one of the best coaches in college basketball Colin Gillespie's a fifth year senior the only weakness is that they're short on the bench they're just all experienced though I just wouldn't sleep on Nova however I do see some value in Tennessee and Houston more it's a St. John's grad it pisses me off how much I like Jay Wright I, I feel like I shouldn't like Jay Wright as much as I do but damn it that guy can coach how about you Nate how are you looking at this south region yeah, I didn't uh, go through and pick a winner. I had a lot down for Houston. Apparently, by, apparently, Marcus Sasser could return. He had a season-ending left foot injury. Apparently, he's just a few x-rays away from being cleared. I highly doubt that could be by the time. That seems more like if they get to the Final Four type deal. But, yeah, Houston was my favorite. Also, oddly, they're a top-five Ken Palm team, and they're one of uh, they're one of two teams that sit within the top 12 in offensive and defensive efficiency. So I like Houston as well. Yeah, I'm on Houston plus 550, according to Typico as well. They have the fourth best odds in the South behind three conference champions. Arizona's price at plus plus 140, Villanova plus 300, Tennessee plus 400. But like you said, Houston's fourth by Ken Palm, eighth by shotquality.com, and fifth by Jeff Sagarin. They're nearly as efficient as the team last year that went to the Final Four and ended up losing to the eventual champion, Baylor, um, Baylor, but they have four senior starters returning uh, to this team, and Kelvin Sampson is a proven winner that just kind of needs a title to solidify his like 
I don't know, place in like the college basketball hall of fame. If, if that's a thing, I think it's just like the basketball hall of fame. So for a value perspective, even though this is an absolute crapshoot of a region, I'll, I'll take Houston plus five fifty. Um, but it's obviously the toughest region to handicap. The one thing about the Arizona, the, the reason why I'm kind of looking to fade Arizona is they're the, they're the, um, only team to be a top two seed. And, um, top 10 in the polls entering the season as an unranked team. And none of the 33 teams that fit this profile in the modern tournament era have reached the final four. That's according to ESPN.com. So for a value, Arizona always feels like they let me down. If I ever pick them to win the comp, like if I ever pick them to win the NCAA tournament, I feel like every year Arizona just burns my bracket because they lose in like the sweet 16 or something. Yeah. And then the last time they did win, I think was 98 and they were, they were a five seed. So like people probably didn't even have them on their brackets. And it's crazy. We haven't seen a top anyone outside the top three win since two thousand or get into the championship since two thousand fourteen. So it really has been the one twos and threes. Yep. All right. So I'm I'm liking Houston, but um, it's going to be a tough con- conference or region, anyways. I do have one first round play here. I'm taking six seed Colorado State over 11 seed Michigan because again, I hate the Big Ten. It's a pros versus Joe's. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. <laughs> it's a pros versus Joe's game, at least according to pregame.com. The more money is on Colorado State, whereas more of the public is on Michigan. Obviously, you want to follow the money mostly in sports betting. College or excuse me, Colorado State is more efficient according to Ken Palm and I'm looking to fade the overrated Big Ten um, you know if, if I'm wrong about that it's going to cost me a lot of money this tournament but Michigan shouldn't even be in this tournament in my opinion what are they seven they're either 17 and 15 or 17 and 14 it pisses me off they even made it they're 13 18 against the spread they can consistently underperform expectations five and ten straight up versus quad one teams um, Colorado State's 19th in effective field goal shooting, 11th in two-point shooting percentage, and they have a strong offensive turnover rate, or they don't turn the ball over often, whereas Michigan's defense is terrible, 189th in defensive effective field goal shooting, 222nd in defensive two-point shooting percentage, and they don't force hardly any turnovers, 335th in defensive turnover rate. Give me Colorado State over Michigan in the South. All right. Want to go over to the Midwest? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. So who's the, oh no, let me get to my bracket. I'm having a space cadet moment. Oh, geez. I'll go first. I got you. All right. Thanks. Kansas is the the one seed set up. Yeah. Kansas. (laughs) They got a good draw. They really did. And they beat Texas in Texas tech in the big 12 tournament Saturday night. They play the winner um, of the, of the playing turn of the uh, playing game between San Diego state or excuse me, they get the playing game winner and then they have San Diego state or Creighton after. And that is such a good draw for them. So they should cruise right into the sweet 16. Then they run into a speed bump with Iowa though. And Iowa just won the big 10. So they're a really good team. They're a really solid five seed. Auburn didn't play well down the stress down the stretch. LSU just fired their coach. Whoever comes out of the Midwest is likely coming out of that Kansas Iowa game. That's going to be my play. So if you like Iowa, you've got value at uh, on Iowa here. But Kansas, of course, being the one seed, um, I, I'm just I'm very torn between those two. I just do see the winner of the Midwest coming out of that game. It's going to be a really tough, hard fought battle. And Iowa is a team that I mean, when it comes to a play in this uh, first round for the Midwest, I would look to an over for the Iowa game because they're just they've just been so good. 
Nate, give us some Midwest region analysis. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, I like that play. I also almost completely agree that the winner is going to come out of Kansas, Iowa. I just have the winner being Kansas. And Kansas is going to be one of my favorite plays to win the whole thing at plus 900. Me too. Uh, I just think they're clicking at the right time. They won the Big 12. Again, this whole podcast, I've been like, Big 12. Well, Kansas had to go through West Virginia, who had some very good guards. TCU, who's a number 19, Texas Tech. I mean, they have wins over Texas, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech. I mean, they, they've they played a good schedule. They beat good teams. And I think that's going to matter when it comes down to the stretch. Uh, Remy Martin is also – he should be back. He only played 24 games, started 13. Wait, is that his real name? Seven points per game. What? Is that his real name, Remy Martin? Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. All right. That's the name. Um I think he's that good. I think he adds a dimension to their offense, and I think they have the highest ceiling. I My only concern with Iowa is their defense. They rank 77th in Ken Palm, and I can't necessarily trust them, although I do love Keegan Murray. There's not a ton more I like about that uh, that entire bracket. I think Auburn's by far the worst two seed. I They deserve like a three or four with how they've played the last couple of weeks. And I and Colgate's probably one of my favorites to knock off a double uh, top five seed. So, and there's your hatred on the on Wisconsin, by the way. Just so you hate the probably about to go smack talk the Big Big Ten a little more. Oh, they are definitely going down against Colgate in the first round. I don't have it as a best bet though. I'm I'm fading you homies or zagging on you homies. I'm taking Auburn plus two eighty to win this region. I think Horrible. they I. I almost talked them into or talked myself into taking them to win the tournament outright. I do think they lose in the final game to UCLA. They have a legit seven-footer in Walker Kessler, who's a second-team All-American. Uh, they have probably the eventual number one overall pick in this upcoming draft and Jabari Smith, who's also a first-team – or excuse me, an All-American. I think he's second-team. Bruce Pearl, same type of thing as Kelvin Sampson, is an elite coach who just needs that one breakthrough performance. He hit the Final Four with Auburn in 2019, and I actually think this is the easiest region for him to make it out of. Um, I kind of defer to you guys about that sort of thing, though, so if I'm wrong, push back on that afterwards. But they don't really have any bad losses. They lost to UConn on a neutral floor in two overtimes. Three other losses in the regular season were on the road. Um, against uh, quality competition, the SEC, by five points or less, they lost those games. And then they lost in the Big 12 tourney to Texas A&M. You know, maybe they were looking ahead. Um, They cover five of the six championship criteria that I listed earlier. Their one issue is that they're only 24th in adjusted offensive efficiency. I'm taking Auburn. Um, uh, The value's not strong there, so I'll probably just be selecting them in my bracket. But if I had to go either way in this region, I'd go... Auburn plus 280. I don't know if you guys have any first-round matchups you like in the Midwest, but I have one that I can get off my chest. Ariel or Nate, do you guys have anything here? I do not. First-round matchup in the Midwest. First-round matchup in the Midwest. Or any other Midwest notes. Um, I mean, the only note that I would have is that I – I'm not a big fan of LSU, like I mentioned, having to make a coaching change. It's going to be really tough on them. So <laughs> you seem excited about that. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I'm just a little torn when I was going through things to figure out um, like what to do with LSU Wisconsin because I'm not as high on Wisconsin either. So I've been go- I've been flip-flopping between having LSU losing in the round of 32 or having them lose in the Sweet 16. Might switch that up to having them lose in the round of 32 to Wisconsin. Just a team that I'm looking to fade is LSU. Oh, 
They're not making it out of the first round, Ariel. Let me tell you there. My best bet in the Midwest region, I'm taking 11 seed Iowa State over 6 seed LSU. Oh, boy. They're getting four points right now, so let's take the points. But I'm going to sprinkle on the money line as I like to do when I'm taking an underdog to cover. I like it. So Iowa State's conference record, 7-11. It's trash, right? Here's the thing. The last four teams to have four wins below 500 in conference play won their first round games and lost in the second round. Also, and I uh, kind of nicks this information when talking about Colorado State over 11 seed Michigan, but 11 seed has actually been like the new 12 seed. Remember 12 used to always upset five? Well, six seeds are 21 and 23 straight up versus 11 seeds since 2010. So they're actually losing more games over the past decade. Only three six seeds have made it to the final four. So six seeds kind of like a uh, a dead um, seed in in in, uh, in March Madness. Iowa State has the fifth most quad one wins out of any tournament team or any team in, in college basketball. LSU is just six and nine straight up in quad one wins. And the most important thing is what Ariel, uh, Ariel talked about earlier. They fired their head coach. Who knows where their head's at coming into this game? Styles fit LS or fit um, Iowa State. They're six in defensive turnover rate. LSU turns the ball over at the three hundred and forty. 304th um, rate, offensive turnover rate, excuse me. Um, LSU is uh, 269th in three-point shooting percentage, and Iowa State is 18th in defensive three-point percentage. And to tie Nate's uh, common theme into this handicap, Big 12 over the SEC. Let's go, baby. So, what was it last year? The Big 12 had like the most wins in the first. What was it? There was like a crazy stat about the Big 12 last year. I don't know it, but I appreciate it. Whatever it is. it's. It I really think it well was less. the most wins in college basketball history. And just go with that. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> something. It was something crazy about the Big 12 last year in March Madness. They were just crushing it. Yeah, we we did far too much sharp analysis in this podcast to end like that. So um, before we get into our best bets and our final segment, we call Going to the Window. Shout out, or not shout out, big thank you to Ariel for stopping by this podcast. I want you to stick around and give us your best bets. But first, plug whatever you need to for joining the Bet Slipping Podcast. Yeah, make sure to check out Yahoo Sportsbook on Twitter and sports.yahoo.com or download the Yahoo Sports app. We're giving out anything that you need to know about March Madness. We have articles, videos, however you like to consume your information. I'm also on Twitter at Ariel Epstein and Instagram at Ari Epstein. All right, so as tradition uh, states, we're going to go with our go to the uh, final segment we call going to the window for uh, locking up our best bets. The Bet Slipping Podcast, going to the window. All right, so I have four first-round games that I like here. Um, I'll rattle them off real quick. I'm taking 10 seed Davidson um, over 17 Michigan State in the western region. I'm taking 11 seed Iowa State plus the points over six-seed LSU in, mid, in the Midwest region, sprinkling on that money line. I'm taking UNC, laying four points. I play it up to minus five. They're an eight-seed in the east, and they're playing nine-seed Marquette. And I'm going with six-seed Colorado State, uh, money line over 11-seed Michigan. Do you guys have any game first-round games you want to give out, or do you want to go just straight to your value place for the tournament? Uh, start with you, Ariel. 
I, Virginia Tech is my best bet of the first round at plus two and a half or plus one and a half for the reasons I mentioned earlier in the podcast. They're just playing super well. They are focused on defense set, uh, focusing on defense in transition points. And I think that they'll match up really well against this Texas team playing hot, beating Duke in the ACC tournament. They have the confidence that they need for Virginia Tech. Um, for the value plays for my regions should i give those out too yeah ariel why don't you just take it away because i know you got to run here so you just finish off with your best bets and you can cruise cool texas tech to win the west kentucky or ucla to win the east houston um, or tennessee to win the south and then in the midwest looking at kansas and kansas probably is my play for winning the entire thing this year all right good call be sure to follow you again where on twitter yeah, at Ariel Epstein on Twitter. I all post right. all my pics there. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. You killed it today. Um, it was a huge, thank uh, huge thank you for being able to join this podcast. And uh, hopefully you make yourself some money and you make our listeners some money. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck this weekend. All right. You too. Peace. Sure. All right, Nate. So what are your best bets for um, for the NCAA tournament? All right, so I got four. I'm going to go with Texas Tech at plus 500. So just a little sprinkle, maybe a quarter unit. And then UCLA plus 400, maybe a little heavier because their experience is just un, unmatched in the NCAA, really. So I'll do half a unit on that. And then I didn't get to talk about it a ton. I kind of deleted some of my analysis on it. But uh, I like Ohio State minus 1.5. They've been injured a lot. And a lot of times these lower seeds are getting some heavy um, – like some heavy value, like South Dakota state, a point and a half as a 13 seed seems a little crazy. I think the public's been buying up Loyola Chicago. I like my Buckeyes minus one and a half. And then I like Boise state money line at plus plus one twenty. Uh Memphis just has too many bad losses for me to love that. All right. So my final four picks are UCLA. They're plus 400 on Tipico, Texas tech is plus 500 Houston's plus 550 Auburn's plus 280 I'm actually going to play UCLA plus 2000 to win the tournament so I'm not going to bet them to make the final four or to win their region I'm just going to take them um, outright if you disagree or whatever you know feel free to follow or fade it doesn't matter to me Um, I'm also going to sprinkle Texas Tech plus 500 to win the um, their region hold on I'm spacing out real quick the East region or the West region. I'm going to take Texas Tech plus 500. Um, I think I'm going to take Auburn um, plus 280 as well. I'm just I can't really get behind Houston plus 550 because the South region is just so intense. But that is my value pick, and I'll be looking to bet them game in game out. So. That's it. That's all we got. It was an express streamlined uh, bracket bonanza podcast. With hopefully you liked it. Give us the feedback if you like the quick the quick notes, uh, the quick version. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome uh, having Yahoo Sports Ariel Epstein on, aka the Prop Queen. Make sure you follow her. Uh, follow uh, follow me at at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Follow Nate. Where plugging ourselves, Nathan Beadley underscore and B E I G H L E. Yeah, you know, just when she I'll was respond. able, when she plugged her Twitter on the podcast, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should plug my Twitter every now and then. Yeah, he's got the check mark, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck whether you fade or follow us. Hopefully, we can make you some money, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. See ya.
This is the Bet Slippin' Podcast. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I mean, it's the gambling business. Occasionally get punched in the face. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. 